from the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs is brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf location or topgolf.com. Summer Skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos has a destination that suits your style. Jets Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust, to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is specifically designed to help get you active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Drury Inn and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit druryhotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, a concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Jordan McAlpine. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is episode three of Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very cold and snowy Centennial, Colorado. No Jordan McAlpine today. Jordan's got the day off. He's uh, got some things he had to take care of. So we called in reinforcements. We brought in Paul Hornstein my longtime co-host on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, not really feeling a whole very sympathetic to you when you're snow and cold and all that other <laughs> nonsense. Let me tell you how this day started, Paul. 10 a.m. this morning, it was sunny and 51. 6.30 yeah. tonight, it was cold, snowing, and uh, 15 degrees. All in one day. <laughs> it must be. Must this be place nice is crazy. To, be able to sleep till ten thirty in the morning, even when I don't have to go to work. The dogs. No, 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 no. Let, let's get let me get up that late. Let's get this straight. It wasn't sleeping. It was the first time that I was able to go outside. I was up working at about six or six thirty yeah, this yeah, morning, yeah, trying to figure out what we were gonna do to get all these podcasts in as college hockey starts to wind down and. Oh, my goodness, Paul. Uh, from the ACHA to the NCAA, um, things just continue to uh, uh, change, I guess. <laughs> analytics, okay. and, analytics and Eyeballs is our podcast designed to uh, look at the polls, look at the pairwise rankings, uh, take a look at what – yeah, <laughs> take a look at what we've seen with our eyeballs, either on TV or in person, and uh, – and then bring out the Super 16. So normally we have you come on about 15 minutes before the end of the show. Um, we're going to still do that. We're still going to have the, the Super 16 then. But oh, so you want me to come back? Because I'll, I'll leave. No, no, no. Hang in there. Everybody wants to listen to you. I mean, even Coach don't. Mayotte last night came grades. on. 
uh, even Coach Mayotte came on on his birthday to uh, to be on our show. So, uh, yeah, you're you're hanging in there. Whatever. They're, they're not. They're not. They're not listening. They're, they're they're smart. They're not tuning in to listen to me. They're maybe angry that Jordan's not on, but not. <laughs> uh, I doubt that. Okay, let's let's get into this because you had a chance to uh, to see an NCAA hockey game again in right. person uh, at Northwell Health Center uh, on Long Island. So right. before we jump into the rankings, I want you to give me your thoughts. Um, with all this COVID crap, you've only had a chance to see a few games live. What was it like at Northwell between Alaska Fairbanks and the LIU over the weekend? Well, it really was two different days, two different games. Um, athletes are creatures of habit. And this is why I brought it up last night with Coach Mayotte. Um, I, I don't care. what gets said publicly but you know a three o'clock in the afternoon game on a Friday uh, I assume there was school I would assume there was school responsibilities for some of them you know winter break is over okay and it's not like LA, LIU has played that many home games this year um, <clears throat> where they're used to playing uh, 3 o'clock Friday afternoon games to begin with. Uh, and, and I would also say and, – and, and that's not that's before we even get to Fairbanks. A four-hour time difference for Fairbanks. I don't care. That, that, that <laughs> yeah. for most people, that takes a couple of days. I don't care. Playing a game at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. After you've been traveling all that time. And Even if uh, they I don't got know there where on they. Wednesday night. What's the difference? It's uh, still. <clears throat> Paul, I don't know where they flew into, but um, you, you've told us all about the uh, trials and tribulations of moving around Long Island. Um, you don't know where they flew into, right? So, oh, they, uh, they had to. Well, if they were smart. Considering that JFK is about 20 minutes away from Eisenhower Park, where Northwell Health is, the ice center is, is located. Um, that's probably where they flew into. Okay, so maybe not too much ground traffic problem. Well, it depends on what time they got there. <laughs> right. You know, if they got there at 10 o'clock in the morning, no. If their plane landed at 8 o'clock in the morning, it probably could have taken them three hours to get there. Who knows? <laughs> so anyway, on the ice, what did you what did you see, and uh, how nice was it to actually be able to see uh, live action again? Well, it was it was it was. It's always good to see live hockey. Uh, I saw really two different games. The Friday afternoon game was a much slower paced game. Um. I don't know who that necessarily favored. But the game wasn't as crisp. The game wasn't as clean. And the puck Friday afternoon didn't really sit still. And and I and I, and I think that that was a problem. Uh that made the game seem slower than it was. Because the Saturday afternoon game was much better. The puck uh, laid flat 
and the, the game was much quicker and much faster, much more pace to it. Um, looked much more like a, a, a you know, uh, what you expect to see. Uh, and it just, and, and I don't know what would change the, what would change in 24 hours in terms of the puck bouncing or not. Maybe the pucks were not kept as frozen on Friday as, as they should have been. I don't know. I, I, there could be any number of reasons. But especially coming off the boards, the puck did not lay flat. Well, and it was a split, correct? It was a it was, Friday, yeah. Friday afternoon win for LIU and a Saturday afternoon win for Alaska, um, which once again brings us right back to the parody. I know these are two... Uh, two teams, independent, that don't have a conference to play in. But you know what? Uh, the, the the quality of hockey across the board in NCAA play this year has been really, really good. And Alaska right now stands number 27 in the pairwise. So that's no slouch. No. And, you know, I, I can't even sit here and and – I'm done. I mean, I can try and figure out the pairwise. I, I I don't know. Um, but I, I um, you would think that that loss might have dropped them down a little bit more, but it did not. I guess because it was a road game. But as we go through the pairwise tonight, um, which I assume we'll do because. That, that's where we're going to start. We're leading into it right now as we you speak. Don't, you, don't, you don't want to go with the polls first, but that's okay. because we can. No, look. no, we I, normally I, do. We normally show, do, but the pairwise has me a bit irritated, Paul. So, well, um, it shouldn't because, first of all, all right. Um, well, okay, let's, let, let's hear why you're aggravated. Because yeah, that's ho- hold on a minute. We're, I'm going to read you the top ten in the pairwise rankings, and then we'll discuss the top ten. Uh, Michigan, number one, Minnesota State, two, Denver, three, Western Michigan, three. Uh, I guess they're tied. Uh, Minnesota, five, North Dakota and Quinnipiac are tied for sixth. Minnesota Duluth, eighth, Massachusetts, nine, and St. Cloud State, ten. Okay, here's why I'm irritated. I slide over one, two, three, four, five columns. And I look at, uh, at this point in the season, the winning percentage rank. Right. Michigan, number three. Minnesota State, number one. Right. Denver, four. Right. Western Michigan, six. Minnesota, right. nine. Here's where I'm having a problem. North it's Dakota, one. 15. Yeah, okay. Quinnipiac, two. Okay. Minnesota Duluth, my alma mater, 26. Well, that's why you have a problem. UMass, 16. And St. Cloud State, 23 we're talking about winning percentages here let me read these to you one more time uh michigan 25 7 and 1 is first but minnesota state at 29 5 and 0 is second that doesn't compute to me um denver probably where they belong at 22 7 and 1 but they're tied with western michigan who they hold a three games to one edge on the season and Western Michigan has a 28-1 and record. Uh, I don't see how those two teams can be tied. One's three, one's four in my book, or maybe a lower in my book. Right. Uh, and then you look at Minnesota, 21-11-0. Mm-hmm. 
and North Dakota, 19, 11, and 1. They didn't even have 20 wins yet. Right. Quinnipiac, 26, 4, and 3. Um, the Bulldogs, as you like to call them, my Bulldogs, 15, 3, and 3. I'm sorry, guys. You you don't belong number 8. And UMass, 17, 10, and 2. You're probably about right at 9. But St. Cloud State, come on, 15, 11, and 3? And you're holding down the number 10 spot in the country? Right. Okay, uh, my irritation's done. Give me your thoughts on the top 10. Well, first of all, we have to remember, okay, this is a computer formula, okay? And they now throw in different numbers for ties and overtime, uh, for overtime games. And they also... Remember, it's not just your strength of schedule. It's your opponent's strength of schedule. So if you're playing Denver four times, that helps your pairwise numbers. If you're playing Minnesota State four times, that helps your pairwise numbers. Um, You know, the, the... the, the fact of the matter is that um, unless you're a computer whiz, and listen, they, they, you know, remember last year we had the, 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 the tournament where it was the old fashioned way. They looked at the names and they looked at stuff and, and they figured it out. And I kind of applaud that. But at the same time, that's not the normal system. Okay, so let me let me throw one um, caveat into this. We know. Let, let me throw this caveat in here, and then you can finish. Um, well, you won't let me finish, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, here's my here's my problem with this: is I understand it's computerized rankings. I understand that's all they have to do. It. I understand the strength of schedule, the opponent strength. I get all that, right? But no, you don't. What, once the teams are seated in the tournament, they're going to play the game on the ice. And one of the teams is going to score more than the other team, and that right. team's going to win and move on. Right. So that doesn't make any difference what your strength of schedule was or what your opponent's strength of schedule was. Right. It means who's the best team when you play head-to-head on the ice with goaltenders and five guys on each side. Right. So if you're putting teams in, and we watched it last year, Army, in both our estimations, got screwed yes, they because did. Uh, they didn't get in the tournament. Yeah, uh, COVID, COVID or not, they didn't get in the tournament. Right. They deserved to be in the tournament, in my estimation. Right. And, uh, and this year, I'm afraid it's going to be the same thing. Uh, now, Coach Larson, uh, you're a UMD guy and a Duluth guy. Don't, don't call me. Don't email me. Don't text me. But come on. The way St. Cloud has played – over the last, what, three, four weeks, the St. Cloud State deserved to hold down the number 10 spot in the country? According to the computer. I know that, and that's what I'm saying. That's why we have analytics and eyeballs, because my eyeballs have watched St. Cloud four times in the last four weeks. Right. And, uh, and St. Cloud has not been a very consistent slash high quality team um, in hockey. And, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised 
if they lose two out of three this week, and I'm counting tomorrow night against UMD and uh, splitting with Colorado College. Well, let me let's let's say this. First of all, I, I didn't hear you guys. I didn't hear you complaining about the pairwise when Duluth got in by point zero 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 one. All right, so let's 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 call that out first. Well, well, here's first and foremost okay, that let's, Duluth let's... team that Duluth team was better than this Duluth team, right, and this that's... Duluth team is going to get in if the tournament started today. They get in with ease, right? And they don't deserve it. And well, I I think maybe the point oh one or whatever it was that got them in got that team in uh, was was deserving, but. That I'll be honest with you. This this team is not number eight in the country. I'm sorry, it's not. Well, let's put it this way, and and I don't have them at number eight. I don't, or you know, and I don't want to. Remember, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Okay, um, I don't think you've had too many teams in the country this year that have been consistent. No, I think that's got a lot to do with parity. Well, but that's why the pairwise numbers are where are where they are. Okay, um, you know, after the, the the pairwise numbers, you know, you if if you go by, you know, the next column over is is the RPI, which is a factor in 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 the pairwise. Okay, um, and this is, you know, RPI is basically, uh, you know, uh, trying to. Here, here, I'll just read it directly here: the team's own winning percentage, the average of the team's opponents' winning percentage, and the average of the team's opponents' opponents' winning percentage. Okay. Um, you get extra points for a quality win. You don't get penalized for beating a team you should beat. Um, and they changed you know, games that go into overtime to a slight, slight advantage for uh, a win as opposed to as opposed to a, an overall advantage for a win. Okay, so there you go. And when you go from there, okay, and you kind of look at the RPI as well as the pairwise wins or however you want to call it, you see just how close this all is. And yeah, I mean... One, and, and one weekend... Honestly, change the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I and well, yes, huge, there's, there's, yes, and no, yes, and no. Well, yeah, some, well, that's true. Some, some teams it affects, some it doesn't. And the NCHC obviously is strong as it is. That's why St. Cloud State is holding down number ten. Right. Well, uh, if you look, if you look at the pairwise, there are gaps. Okay, uh, the top three are clearly separated. From teams four through seven, 
or four, yeah, basically four through seven. And eight through eight through basically 13 can jumble at any point. And when you go even more in depth to the numbers, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. can also change in a heartbeat. Some of those teams overlap the different sectors. Yeah, I mean, and I totally get that. And that's why I wanted to do a show called Analytics and Eyeballs, because I understand that this is what the formula is going to be. This is how they're going to use it. But I wanted to put out there for debate what I've actually seen on the ice. And I'll tell you right now what I've seen on the ice. But also remember, some of these teams, especially the teams here in the Northeast, started off very slowly. Yeah, and I, I don't have a beef with that. Um, I My beef comes with how can how can North Dakota and Minnesota Duluth be so close with uh, one team having four more wins and beating the other team head-to-head, and yet they're – they're just razor thin margins. Uh, it's like, I don't know. It, it just frustrates me to see it. And I think more and more this year is because I've seen the quality of play from teams. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not picking on Western Michigan. I'm just telling you that one thing the computer doesn't take into consideration is health of health of a team um, or players playing in the Olympics. It doesn't figure that in. Somehow Michigan moved ahead of Minnesota State, which which I just don't think is true at all. I think Minnesota State is still the number one team, and I think somebody's going to have to play them and beat them for them to, to move them out of that top spot. Um, the same thing well, with but Western see, Michigan. But once again, but once again, as the season moves on, and as the season has moved on, and this is strictly from a pairwise perspective, okay, um, the teams from the Big Ten have been aided by the fact that the Big Ten right now is considered the second best conference in college hockey. And Minnesota State, when you look at who they've played in the CCHA, uh, you have Michigan Tech, in the pairwise at 12. And the next CCHA team is Northern Michigan at 25. And they've had some good wins. Um, and the bottom half of that conference is really at the bottom of the pairwise. Yeah, I mean, and again, I totally get that. But Minnesota State but played a one. really good non-conference schedule. Yes. They got out and played some really good teams non-conference because they knew – that they had to do that. <clears throat> they beat some quality opponents. They got, they've been beaten five times. Um, I get it. Just like Quinnipiac, they, uh, they have to play who's in front of them. And arguably Quinnipiac's uh, competition has not been as strong, which is probably what's holding them down. But I think at some point, what I'd like to see is a little balance. 
And again, I'm going to go pick on my Bulldogs, if you want to call it that. But when you have the 26th, there's only 60 teams. So you're almost at the halfway point. That's your winning percentage rank. And you're number eight in the country. And you just lost twice to North Dakota. And you lost uh, or you split here in Denver. And you lost to St. Cloud State. Uh, that I mean, you've got a lot of losses and very few wins. And somehow you're number eight in the country. Um, that tells me that if you get, if the tournament was going to start today, Paul, at number eight, Minnesota Duluth would be a two seed somewhere. Are you well, kidding me? Talk a two that. seed That's somewhere? Oh my goodness. No, they are not a two seed. I They're think not. Minnesota Duluth this year is on, in my book, my eyeballs tell me they're a uh, fringe tournament team. And I mean fringe. I'm talking 14, 15, or 16. Right. But they're not going to be. I, I realize that. And that's what that's why and, there's a discussion here. Because and I think uh, I understand the pairwise, but I also understand what my eyes say. I think that just like it, maybe this leads to a discussion from the powers that be at the end of the you know, in the off season about making some of these adjustments, then you have the situation of who makes the adjustments. Yeah. I, I mean, I get kind of why the computer got instituted in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I get all that and I understand the way it's going to be. I'm just talking, uh, I'm just talking about what you actually see and uh, you know, the good old fashioned way of watching right. what and, team and is I better agree with you, by the way. I'm not trying to say I don't agree with you. Okay, so let me let me get out of the pairwise here. We'll spend the rest of the day on it. So I'll give you the, the top 20. I gave you the top 10. Here's 11, Notre Dame, 12, Michigan Tech, 13, Ohio State, 14, Boston U, four, uh, tied for 14th is Connecticut, uh, 16 is UMass Lowell, 17 is Clarkson, 18, uh-huh. Northeastern, right. uh, tied for 18th with Providence, and then Merrimack rounds out the top 20 AIC just outside the top 20. Right. Who would have thunk it? And also and who would have thought that Omaha would come in at 23 tied with Cornell, the way Omaha has played other than this last weekend. Well, and Cornell basically didn't play well the first half of the season and have come on strong and is playing more like we thought they would play at the start of the season. But once again, struggling with all those losses that they had early in the season. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's jump into the uh, first of two polls, the DCU-USCHO Division I poll. Uh, When we come back, um, Paul and I will be right back on analytics and eyeballs. Behind the mask. We know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a snowy Centennial, Colorado. My uh, my co-host tonight, Paul Hornstein, joining us from Long Island, New York, filling in for Jordan tonight as Jordan's uh, got some things to take care of. So as uh, we do around here, we jump in and take care of one another. And, Paul, great to have you. Well, it's uh, it's 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 good. I I, I don't mind uh, 
these. Uh, I don't have to get up to go to work tomorrow, so it doesn't. Hurt. Oh, bonus, bonus, bonus. Well, otherwise, I, the three nights and I don't have. Well, fortunately, <laughs> you, you have the early time zone there, so you, you <laughs> yeah. got that two hour. T- you know, if I if I started this at seven thirty every night, I have no problems either. Do five <laughs> nights a week. But. I love it. All right, we talked the pairwise. Now it's time to uh, to break down the polls. We oh, won't spend friend. a lot of time on this because the one that matters is a Super 16. That's coming up in, uh, oh, I don't know, 12 minutes or so. You don't want um, to bracket? Yeah. So let's break this down for everybody. The USCHO Division One poll, uh, mostly regarded as the poll. Um, that, yeah. that makes sense if you're going to talk polls, not pairwise. Uh, Minnesota State at number one, Michigan number two. Denver three, Minnesota four, Quinnipiac five, Western Michigan six, North Dakota seven, Minnesota Duluth eight, Notre Dame nine, Massachusetts ten. Right. Jump in. Well, how do I do that without giving away my 16? Well, just just give me what you think about that because when I look at at the poll, I think that is much closer to what my eyeballs tell me the right teams are. Uh, I think that uh, Denver is better than Western Michigan, and right. this shows that one's three, one's six. Right. I think Minnesota uh, uh, has well, come can, on strong. I, I, I think that we can we can all pretty much agree that Minnesota State. In Michigan or one and two, however you want to put them. No? Yeah. And I guess it doesn't really matter because the top four teams are going to be number one seeds wherever they play. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That is, I cannot argue with that. Cannot argue with that. So the only difference um, would be Minnesota State, if they're number one, would get the 16 seed, correct? Uh, well, remember, they do tweak it remember i know that that's things? what i was that's what i was getting at they do tweak things for for attendance purposes um the question is how will they do that tweaking because two weeks ago those teams near the bottom half of the pairwise had very few Northeastern teams or East Coast teams in that pairwise. So now, that is not the case. And you would have to sit there and say to yourself, how does that change how they rearrange the four seeds does it change the two seeds? Because we know Denver's going to play in Loveland. Yeah, correct. And that's really the only thing we know. Because uh, basically, Allentown, Albany, and Worcester, there's not really any anything you would consider to be a Midwest slash Western regional other than Loveland. Now, should Penn State 
win the Big Ten Conference Tournament, they automatically go to Allentown. They're the host school. Well, that would be considered a major upset if uh, Penn State wins the tournament. But And okay. Holy Cross is the school hosting at Worcester. Right. Yep. And if they don't win the Atlantic Hockey Tournament, then who does the committee, as they tweak things, consider the best bet for selling tickets in Worcester? There's no Albany connection anywhere here. So, yeah, good point. That's the wild card in all of this. Okay, let me go. Let me get through this. Uh, we're going to run out of time. Let me get uh, 11 through 19. Why are they? Why is USCHO uh, going 19 teams? Um, Any idea? Or is it because they're tied? There's a tie. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Um, St. Cloud number 11, Ohio State 12, Boston U 13. Michigan Tech, 14, Northeastern, 15, UMass Lowell, 16, Clarkson, 17, 18 goes to Cornell, and the 19 tie goes to Connecticut and Providence. Um, I don't know that it makes any difference um, uh, on the positioning of these teams because they're all so close that when it comes right down to it, we know 15 teams are going to get one and mm -hmm. probably, well, not probably, the winner of the Atlanta hockey is going to get number 16. Right. So, okay, listen, so it's all jumbled. It's just, it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> the, the bottom six, or in this case, the bottom 10 positions really are just pick names out of a hat. Okay, so, so let's jump into the USA Today, USA Hockey Magazine men's college hockey poll. Okay. And once again, I'll do the top 10. And I think this one, uh, my eyeballs tell me that this one's pretty good. Uh, Minnesota State, number one, Michigan, two, Denver, three, Minnesota, four, Quinnipiac, five, Western Michigan, six, North Dakota, seven, Notre Dame, eight, Minnesota Duluth, nine, and UMass, ten. Still have a problem with Minnesota Duluth. I don't think they're the number nine team in the country either. I think they're more like 13 uh, at the moment. But um, your thoughts on, on the USA Today poll? I think you've got a situation where if you really look at it closely, those top eight teams have been the most consistent teams, at least in that poll in terms of on the ice of all the teams that they have ranked. Even if you go deep into the, to, you know, the also receiving votes thing. Um, so you're you're sitting there, and you know you're you're talking about a lot of teams that have been up and down. If you look at you know the various weeks in the top fifteen that they have listed, uh, it's only those bottom three that are not in double digits. You could look at it in any sort of 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 manner that you want. Okay. Um, Duluth in this poll last week was 17. BU was not rated. Duluth was what last week? 17. 
16. In the USA Today poll? Yeah. It says seven on what I'm looking at. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, it says last week's rating. On USA Today? Yeah, USA Hockey, USA Today. Because uh, uh, well, I've got February twenty first. That's the right date. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't I, have the. I I don't know what it uh, says. Week poll, week twenty poll. I don't know what yours says. Okay, well, I it doesn't say what week. I'm. I just happen to be looking at at where it is, and and who knows? I, I mean, I'm taking this off there, but uh, they show Minnesota State with twenty nine first place votes, yeah. Michigan with four, and Denver right. getting one. Right. Uh, in this now, to me that. My eyeballs tell me that that's about right. That's where it should be. Um, yeah, well. And and like I said, let, let's go through the rest of these. There's only 15 of them. Right. So uh, 11 is St. Cloud State. Still think that's too high. Ohio right. State, 12. Michigan Tech, 13. Boston U, 14. Northeastern, 15. And I guess they only go 15 because they realize that Atlantic's going to take that one spot, or what's the deal? Uh, I guess you'd have to ask them. Well, and the interesting part about this poll is that, uh, as you said, that the bottom four, I'm, I'm looking at the bottom four, Ohio State, Michigan Tech, Boston, you and Northeastern have uh, single digit times in the poll. Everybody else has been uh, 20 weeks, 18 weeks, 16 weeks, 15 weeks they've been in the poll. That tells me consistency um, and probably teams that are going to get in. I just, and again, I'm not being a, a hater on the NCHC because that's who we cover, but I think St. Cloud State and Duluth, uh, if they're going to get in, they're going to get in uh, at like 12 or 13 right now. Well, all I can sit here and, and, and say is, you know, uh, you, it depends on what the, we may disagree with the computer. And a lot of times I do. But, you know, we just have to wait and see because it's just that close. And every, and every week can be something different. Yep, exactly. One thing we do know, there's uh, four weeks le- or four games left in the regular season. Um, this weekend and next weekend, and then they start tournament play. And um, then we wind ourselves down to who gets into the uh, the top 16, which leads us right now, Paul Hornstein, directly into the Super 16, which um, I, I thought this one was really good t- today. I mean, kudos to you. I thought you put together a great poll. Um, I'm a little surprised about uh, number three, but I know what you're what you're looking at. You're looking at the way they're playing right now, and I guess I got to agree with you. They are playing very well, but – do you want to read them? Or do you want me to? No, you read them. I don't like reading them. I, I also <laughs> going to sit here and, and I, I have to try and defend it, right? Okay. Though some of that will be hypocritical. I think people will think, well, this you did it this way for this team and didn't do it for this way for this team. So, uh, you know. Whatever. All right, here it is, folks. The Super Sixteen, uh, Minnesota State number one, Michigan two. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Paul Hornstein has North Dakota at number three and Denver at four. So if this were the way that it plays out with the computers, uh, Paul, you think that they, those would be the top four seeds in the tournament? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, give us your thoughts on North Dakota. Cause I think that's a little bit of a shocker for people is how did they get to three? Have you looked at the NCHC standings? <laughs> yes, they, they are on top and I will talk with coach Carl tomorrow and, and get his Denver thoughts twice. on that. <laughs> and they beat er, Denver twice. True, but they beat him very early in the season. Well, it, does, so. it doesn't matter. We, um, we don't. Are we going to sit there and say, "Well, now we have"? To, it depends on when they play them. No, I'm just does, saying that. It doesn't. I, I'm just saying that Denver's a different team now than they were um, fourth week of the season or whenever they played them. But anyway, well, they are. But uh, what? What do I? It is. Uh, the fact is, they did beat them twice. But the, they and also ahead fact of them in the conference standings. But the other fact is Denver's twenty two seven and one, North Dakota's nineteen eleven and one. Right. So what you're saying is that doesn't carry as much weight. No, what I'm saying is that head to head matters. Where they are okay. in the conference standings matters. I like that. I like that. Okay. Five through eight. Quinnipiac number five. North Dakota or Notre Dame at six. Minnesota at seven. UMass at eight. I like those. I think that's uh, real close. Those teams just keep winning. I I didn't honestly is I didn't really Quinnipiac didn't really deserve to go down a spot because um, they swept North Dakota. You could sit there and call me a hypocrite, and that's fine. It's just kind of the why I. I, I said that this is going to cause problems for people when I did it. But that's what I see right now. And once again, the conference comes into play here. Boy, does it ever. Does it ever. I, I think the one UMass is, is sneaking up on people, the defending champions, um, that they're number eight. So if the tournament were to start today, and I realize it's not going to, uh, five, six, seven, and eight would be number two seeds in various regions. Um, yeah, and, and and you have to, I, you have to kind of give a little bit for being defending champions. Don't we? O- don't we always do that? You're the champs until somebody beats you. Sure. Yeah, I agree. So, so that would tell me if I if this were the way it ended and they were tweaking, as you say, uh, that would look a lot like Minnesota would be the two seed in Loveland. Uh, that's not the way I did it, but okay. A lot of people have talked about that already. Um, okay. Nine through 12 UMass Lowell at nine, Western Michigan, 10 Clarkson, 11, uh, Michigan tech 12. I absolutely love that group of four, Paul. I think Western Michigan is right where they belong. They've got some senior talent. They've got some talent, but they just are not deep enough. And you get them out of Lawson and they are not the same hockey team. So I like them at 10. I think I think they're a three seed. You get a lot of people away from home, and they're not the same. Yeah, but I think Western is just – they're just the epitome of it. We'll find out this weekend because they got well, North Dakota. Well, let's put it this way, and I know this will make you cranky. All right. Uh, if the season ended today, guess who would be a number one seed? Guess who would be a number one seed? Yeah. North Dakota. Uh, no. Well, that's what you have. You have Minnesota State, Michigan, North I, Dakota, I, and Denver. I, I, yes, but 
they don't go by my poll. Oh. <laughs> Even though they should. I thought that's what we were talking about now. <laughs> well, that's not what I made my bracket on. But go ahead. Okay. Well, okay. Let, let's go uh, 13 uh, Northeastern, 14 Ohio State, 15 Yukon, and the 16 is Omaha. And that's the only beef I got with you. Where in the world were you looking to think Omaha deserves number 16? That's a good question. I wish I had <laughs> as good an answer because I struggled with that list. Uh, I know. Uh, I you know, I told I told Jordan this last week, Paul. Jordan was a little bummed out about the way Omaha was. And I said, Jordan, but listen, they got six straight games at home to finish the regular season. What happens if Omaha wins all six at home? They started off by winning the first two this weekend. And now they've got uh, Denver coming to town. I don't think it's going to continue. I think Denver's going to take care of them this weekend. Oh, that could knock them out, too. I mean... Yeah, but it, it's it, it's just Omaha, again, we're talking about this home ice thing. Omaha could really go on a run and win the last four and really screw things up. They could. They're capable. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. They're they're a tough team. They're every Like I said, most teams are much tougher at home. Uh, okay. So I, that's I probably your... should I probably should have taken points away from Omaha from wearing those ugly gray things again. But... <laughs> Here comes the uniform thing. I love it. <laughs> By the way, speaking of uniforms, those uh, 70th anniversary or whatever those uniforms were that Denver wore last weekend. Oh, yeah, they're a hit. Those or white the, ones, ones are a big, hit with the big DU in the middle and the right the stripes on the arm. Yeah, yeah like those the, are those are sharp. And I'm not a stripes guy. I know. I, really I'm not, not either, really, guy. but they really look good. Yeah, um, I'll, kudos to Denver. I'll, I'll tell Coach Carl that tomorrow, too, that I like those uniforms. Keep bringing them back. Yeah, He'll like listen those. to me, I'm sure. Yeah, um, sure. Okay, so you told me that you did brackets. So yeah, I want to hear the brackets right now before we run out of time on this episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. So okay. go ahead. Tell well, me your number one seeds. Well, remember now, when they make the brackets, they use a pairwise. Yep. Okay. So um, when you so I had to do the same thing. Now remember there's they tweak things around a little bit when they do the, the, the brackets because unless there's no choice, they are not supposed to have a first round conference matchup. Okay. Let's let's do it. Where okay. you got who playing who? So you got your four brackets. Your four. Your four Who are you starting with? Where, where would you like me to start? Should let's we, start we with the start West. With one, right? No, we should yeah, start with one. Okay, start with one. Okay. What, so, what bracket? What region? As you look at the pairwise, uh, Allentown being uh, basically ho- with Penn State hosting. Okay. Uh, you have to. You got to sit there and figure out. Proximity, I guess. So you start with Michigan there because they're a Big Ten team. Okay, who do they face? All right. Uh, the other one seed, obviously we know Denver has to be in Loveland. Okay. So now you have to figure out where to put Minnesota State and Western Michigan because there's no natural fit. 
Where did you put them? All right. So since, and, and I assume that this is the, the way they would figure it out. If I'm wrong, I'm sure somebody will tell me. But uh, since Allentown, uh, the, the date going by the dates. So I assume those are the, bra so the, assuming that those are the halves of the brackets. Okay. So we have Allentown and Worcester as pairs. So since you have the number one overall seed at Michigan, you have to put the number four seed in Worcester at Western. So that's Western. That means the other two number ones, Minnesota State in Albany and Denver in Lovelock. Okay. That's cool. All right. Next up. Have, so now you have your, your line of two seeds, which are five through eight. And those are Minnesota, North Dakota, Quinnipiac, and Duluth, whether we like it or not. Okay. Um, so this is kind of where you had to, this is kind of where you can, you have to worry about attendance. So you got to get somebody that's close to Albany. So you kind of tweak it and put Quinnipiac there as that two seed. Duluth and Allentown with Michigan. That other maroon and gold team in Worcester with Western. And Terry's Sioux uh, in Loveland with Denver. Well, I think, uh, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, <clears throat> I would think that there's a possibility that they could flip-flop um, – Minnesota and North Dakota. I just heard a lot of rumblings about Minnesota being a team that they went to Loveland last year, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they end up here again this year. All right, but once again, remember, you're talking about making sure that there are no interconference matchups in the first round. Okay. Yeah, right, good so, point. Okay, so, so where's your number threes going? So now your threes, okay? Um, and trying to keep this the as much integrity, so to speak, as we can. All right, so the threes are Notre Dame, St. Cloud, Michigan Tech, and UMass. Okay, and UMass being the nine seed, if you went a straight one through sixteen bracket, would be eight and nine with Duluth. So they stay and they go to Allentown. Well, although you could see them being moved into Worcester. Yeah, okay. correct. Could. That would give but, some, uh, some right, ticket but sales. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. Uh, the three seed in Worcester being Michigan Tech. The third seed in Albany being St. Cloud. And the third seed in Loveland being Notre Dame. Okay. Now, now you, I could see where you want to tweak this a little, where you want to change a few things here, but when you see the fourth seeds – you will see how it maintains the integrity of the first round matchups, et cetera. Okay. And attendance issues. Okay. Let's go down the line of the four seeds. All right. So uh, 13 Ohio state would be in Loveland. Oh, you just made Denver fans all very, very happy. Okay. Well, okay. Whatever. Uh, the, the four seed in Albany would be Yukon. Now Quinnipiac and Yukon are closer to Worcester. But it's still only a two-hour drive to Albany. It's not that hard for the fans of those teams to, to get there. 
not like you're sending those guys out to Loveland. Okay. Um, the four seed in Worcester, and here's your attendance nod, is BU, who right now are the 14 seed. Yep, that's a good fit. Okay, and this is kind of where the tweaking came in. All right. Um, and the 16 seed, obviously, with the number one seed in AIC, assuming no uh, no upset in the in Atlantic hockey. But either way, uh, that's where the 16 seed will go. So now, if you have a take a look at the three, of all, at all four brackets, there are no interconference first round matchups. Even though you would have one, two, three, four, five, five NCHC teams in the in the tournament, three of the four brackets have four different conferences represented, with the exception yeah. of the Loveland bracket. Bracket. You know, I I love I love that, I, and I think that's very accurate for one month out. Uh, the problem that we all know happens is a lot can happen in the next two weeks and a lot yeah, can well, happen in the tournaments. Right. That, but do you uh, know how many times people will make brackets between now and then? Oh, of course. But I, I, I wish I kind of wish it would play out like this because I like it. I think it's a good a good setup. And your Loveland bracket, which has all, no Eastern teams in it, so you're not asking somebody to travel across the country. Yeah, that's, I mean, Notre Dame is the farthest one, right? Right. Now, you could sit, and, and if you go through the other, you're not really asking anybody to cross the country with with those 16 teams and in that bracket form. Yeah, yeah, good point. I, I, I like it. Um, the only thing I have to say is if... Uh, if Chris Mayotte's team wins the uh, NCHC tournament, where do they go? Oh, that changes <laughs> everything. <laughs> and if Penn State wins the Big Ten, where do they go? Well, they they stay home and play in Allentown. Uh, I know. I'm just I'm just throwing the uh, <laughs> uh, the devil's advocate part of it out there because it, the, these are things that hire are not likely. But goodness gracious, the way it's gone this year, Paul, would you be shocked if either one of those two things happened? Because I wouldn't. Nothing would shock me this year. There are no... Um, okay. Uh, maybe uh, if you want to sit there and say that If, and I'm not, if, if Niagara wins the Atlantic Hockey Tournament and they go in the first round and, 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 and beat Michigan, that would surprise me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um, hold on one second here. Let's uh I want to take a look at the NCHC standings because <laughs> it, as long as we're playing hypotheticals, if the hypothetical were to end the way the standings stand right now, right. here's your first round matchups. Miami would travel this at some point. Yeah. Miami would travel to North Dakota. Right. 
Colorado College would travel to Denver. Right. St. Cloud would go to Western. Right. And Omaha would go to Duluth. Right. Now, playing the hypothetical here, uh, North Dakota is going to walk over Miami. There's well, no doubt about First that. First of all, we don't know that exactly. St. Cloud has a game to make up tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, as of we sit right now, if, right, if this... As of right, yes, but as yeah. of right now, you would they would move St. Cloud ahead of Omaha because of winning percentage, because they played one less game. Right. But uh, the way it sits right now, I'm just playing the hypothetical, you would say North Dakota would dominate Miami. Um, but Denver and Colorado College, let, you know... You wouldn't let me know just, what to do, would you? you no, would let me... Let me just Go. play this out for you here. Yeah, okay. Be- because uh, they're going to play each other in a home-and-home right. um, to end each other's regular season. Right. Once in Colorado College on Friday night, the 4th of March, I believe. And right. then the 5th of March, it'll be back in Denver. Right. Um, if those two teams would end up the way they are right now and would have to start a best-of-three series, that would mean they could play possibly five times in the next in, in the final two weeks of the of the right. regular and, season and, and, and playoffs, this is this is I, I want that to happen just to make you schizophrenic. <laughs> I want that to happen just oh. because you I, I would be I would be oh laughing my, my hiney off for a week as you bounced back and forth, oh so you wouldn't goodness. know which pom poms to wave. Please. Please, Denver, get ahead of North Dakota because I don't think uh, Chris Mayotte's <laughs> team can catch St. Cloud. Um, but please, please, because uh, I think Colorado College has a chance to upset anybody. Sure they do. Uh, one, two, three, or four. I, there's nobody in the conference that they couldn't upset in a best out of three. Right. It just um, doesn't help them that they be playing on the road. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if the trip is only Denver, oh, goodness, what a matchup that will be. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know what I would do. Uh, <laughs> you, you, would be, you, you would be like all over the place, and I live for that. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that hypothetical out there as to, uh, <laughs> as to what could happen. So keep your eyeballs on what's going on. Um, the Denver Pioneers will be huge. Western Michigan fans this weekend, uh, hoping that they can uh, win at least one with North Dakota. Um, I, I don't have any faith in that. I don't think Western's nearly as good as they, they think they are or as other people think they are. So I don't have that confidence, but um, that that's the way that plays out. And of course, um, Colorado College is kind of locked into that, that seventh spot. There's really nowhere to go. Yeah, there really isn't. I don't think um, I don't think it's fe- it's feasible they catch St. Cloud, no matter what they do. Well, they'd have to win. Well, they play St. Cloud. Right, they'd have to win these two games. Well, okay. This weekend, and they'd have to win the next two with Denver. Listen, it's a tall order, but it can be done. Well, anything could happen, but right. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's crazy. It is absolutely you know, St. Cloud bizarre. Finishes at Duluth. Yeah, and, and they have to play each other three times, including tomorrow night. So yeah, it's tomorrow I mean, night and then two games in in uh, Duluth. So goodness gracious. Uh, let's just break it down real quickly for the NCHC. 45 points currently for North Dakota, 44 for Denver, 36 for Western Michigan. 
uh, 28 for Minnesota Duluth, 25 for uh, Nebraska Omaha, 24 for St. Cloud, 18 for Colorado College, and 14 for Miami. Um, not a whole lot of movement. One and two are going to probably be one and two. I don't think um, Western's going to make up eight points on Denver. Um, and that would be the only way that they would get into the two spots. So uh, I'm pretty sure that that's the way things are going to play out, which means that uh, when the NCHC uh, quarterfinals start, it's going to be crazy, best of three. And then the, the remaining four teams will go play in the frozen faceoff in St. Paul on the 17th and 18th, if I'm not mistaken, of March. You know, um, yeah, they're pretty – I mean, you could have movement between one and two. Western looks pretty locked into the, the three hole. Um, Duluth looks like they're pretty much going to finish in the fourth in the fourth spot, but who knows with tomorrow night? Uh, you know, if if St. Cloud wins that game, you know they they're only they they are only one point behind them. So basically, it's two out of three to see who finishes fourth and gets home ice in that first in that first series course once again omaha is right there too so <laughs> it, it's crazy it is Love absolutely it. crazy uh, and the only three teams in the conference paul that have winning records are north dakota denver and western michigan minnesota duluth is is basically 500 uh nebraska omaha currently is two games below uh st cloud is two games below colorado college seven below uh and miami is just um way below <laughs> about 13 so, below uh you know. so anyway and i'm not talking about the weather here in denver by the way either no. but it is getting colder by the minute and by the way if you look at the other leagues and i know like i said i know we're we're um there might the the top spots might be locked up in the various conference tournaments um Minnesota State is clearly going to have the top spot, and Michigan Tech is clearly going to be number two. Okay. Um, but you still have, and it looks like Ohio State's going to end up, who knows, they're right there with Notre Dame with one point difference, and Notre Dame still has two extra games to play. So that's really the one conference where there's not going to be a lot of scrambling. Um, those middle three teams, those middle four teams in the CCHA are all jumbled up. The ECAC, once again, they're at, at the bottom half of that league is fighting for positioning to get as high as they can to not face what is basically the two top dogs in Quinnipiac and Clarkson. And we're not even going to get into Hockey East because that's just all <laughs> over the place. Holy smokes. I think you one thing we can master at forty. I, I think know. one thing I can boldly say this year um, is I think there's going to be an, at least one upset in a conference tournament uh, that's going to upset the apple Probably. card a little bit. I'm not sure which conference tournament. I couldn't tell you that, but I, can I, tell you, I think there'll be one upset somewhere where somebody's going to go, "What the heck? They're in the uh, tournament now." If if I was going to guess, that would have. To, I mean, logic tells you that that would be hockey East. Yeah. Because yeah. between Providence, BU, Northeastern, Merrimack, and Yukon. Can I can I throw one thing out too in Atlantic hockey? Yeah. I would not be a bit surprised 
if Brian Riley's army. Um, no, but they're only going to get one bid. <laughs> I know, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they pull off the upset and win that tournament. Well, those guys are playing really well right now. They got a great goaltender. They're just starting to put it together. I would not be shocked at all if Army wins the Atlantic Hockey well, Tournament. You heard it first, again, right here. Once again, those teams—you know—those teams are fighting for for home ice in the first round too. I mean, Mercyhurst is at third, ninth place, thirty points. Niagara, thirty-two. Bentley, thirty-three. Air Force, thirty-four. Sacred Heart, thirty-five. Um, RIT with a little bit of space at at thirty-eight points. In Army with 40 points, uh, and Canisius at 43. Now, as you, if you can look at the schedule, um, and Army has got two games left with Sacred Heart. Um, so anything can change there. Um, Air Force has got a couple of games left with RIT. I mean, you know, you could have what if you get a lot of splits, you know, or you get some five point weekends or. Or what have you? I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, Mercyhurst is playing Canisius. The only thing we're like I said, AIC has won the regular season. Okay, and you know, so I mean, anything those middle eight teams in that league, it's a it's also a crapshoot. So, yep, totally agree with you. All right. Well, thanks for filling in and uh, taking Jordan's spot tonight. Uh, another great show. There's just so much to talk about. Tomorrow night, you and I will be back with uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And then I, I got to throw this out. Wednesday night, while wow, we've got a star-studded ACHA show, Stephen Marsh and myself will be joined by the commissioner of the WCHL, Chris Perry. And all four of what I believe will be the top four seeds uh, in the ACHA National Tournament with uh, Rick Zombo from Lindenwood, um, uh, Kirk Handy from Liberty. Um, who am I missing here? Um, Wyatt Wasilenchuk from Minot and uh, Anthony Vigneri-Greener from UNLV. All going to be joining us Wednesday night. So join us tomorrow night with uh, for College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul and I will have a special guest. No, uh, will we? no clues on that one yet, but... We'll have somebody. I don't have any. I never have a clue. <laughs> Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by Drury and Suites. Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership. See one of our stores for details. Buy Summer Skates. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. Buy Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Nobody knows goalies needs better than we do. See our website or any of our Three Valley locations. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas where our food is summed up in one word, perfection. Buy M-Drive supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your need, pre-owned or new. Buy Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, 
You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find a location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And I will tell you, it is a balmy 11 degrees in Centennial, Colorado, as we sign off tonight. Uh, this weekend, I will make a trip down to the Air Force Academy. I do also want to throw out, I'm checking some M2 ACHA hockey out Um in uh, Westminster, Colorado this week, 24th, 25th, and 26th, the West Region M2 tournament for ACHA hockey will be played. And there's some teams, at least one team we know of, Oregon, making the move up. So uh, I will get out there and check out Oregon and see how uh, how they look. Okay, we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody.